from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DiLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we're going to talk about those times when sex doesn't go the way you had planned. Maybe it's a phone ringing, a doorbell, an alarm clock, or even a knock on the door. We've all been interrupted. I mean, life is about interruptions. And and as we start the show today, I want you to think about this quote from Michael Jordan. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. Now, regardless of what you think of Michael Jordan as a basketball player, you can't argue with the fact that he has succeeded mm-hmm. on the basketball court. And he succeeded in spite of interruptions, missed shots, lost games. You know, the game-winning shot, what do you say, 26 times? That's a lot of pressure. And guess what? He still has those NBA championship rings to show for it. So we're going to be talking about that today. want to start off with a fabulous hug that we received on iTunes. We often share that iTunes is a great way for you to share one extraordinary marriage. When you go in there and you put in your five-star ratings, when you put in your reviews, you are impacting other people that come to iTunes looking for help with their marriages. And so here we had a, uh, a review called Game Changer by Hannah WMS. And she says, I am so thankful that we found this podcast couple community. After only a couple of weeks of listening, we have been challenged and are making steps to be more intentional, transparent, and intimate with one another. And Hannah, you've hit it in a nutshell. We want couples to be more intentional and transparent and intimate. And that's what we're going to be really digging into today with this life interrupted. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we do that... We've got a live online workshop that we know you're not going to want to miss. Yeah, folks. This Thursday, April 24th. So if you're listening to it on the day that we release or the Wednesday before this release, Thursday, April 24th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, join us for the He Zigs, She Zags, Get Your Communication on the Same Path live online workshop. Now, you've heard us talk about this um, this workshop before it's something that we had done and we do have it on a digital format that you can purchase. We're actually going to do it again though, live April 24th, 6 PM Pacific standard time. You can learn all about it. You can register for it. Yes, there is a cost to this. It's $35. That is what we sell it for, for just a digital format online right now. So this is live. You can get your questions answered Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash communication workshop. And here's the thing, guys. You know, those of you that have written in, you know, signed up for the newsletter and written in, the top two areas 
that people request help for or people say are struggles in their marriage, I would say without a doubt, the number one is communication. Mm -hmm. And the number two is their sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. This month we're addressing communication. Don't worry. The sexual intimacy is coming. It's already being planned. But join us. You're going to get the replay, you know, provide all the technology works and things like that. But it wherever will. you are, yeah, I even, I even did this a couple weeks ago where I actually made all the technology work. Get on this workshop, okay? We know communication is a problem. And how do we know? Because Tony and I struggle with this in our own marriage. After four and a half years on the air, after working on this for six years, we still have to go back to these basics that we're going to be sharing with you. So we'll look forward to seeing all of you join us. That's April 24th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard. Tony opened the show talking about that alarm that goes off, that phone call that comes at the wrong time, that knock on the door, often followed by a voice that says, Mommy? Or Daddy. Or Daddy. And this is where it really comes in. A couple of weeks ago, Elisa and I were honestly in the throes of foreplay. We were just, we were right there, just so passionately involved in our lovemaking. And all of a sudden, Elisa sort of, I could sense her body tense up a little bit. And I just, I sort of perked up myself because I was going, did you hear something? What? Yeah, I think I heard something. Okay, well, didn't really come to fruition at that point in time. Get back into it. And no kidding, maybe within a minute or two, the knock, knock, knock on the door. And it's our little one going, mommy. And she just had a, a bad dream or something had woken her up. And it really got me to thinking, going, oh my goodness, how many times has this happened? And not just with kids, but with alarms, with the phone going off, with a knock at the front door, somebody ringing the doorbell, and how that interruption can really just knock us off course. Well, and even sitting down to start this podcast this morning, we have our phones by us. We have our computers. So we kind of go through this like pre-show electronic shutdown where we're putting everything on mute and do not disturb and turning off the sound on our laptops. And and yet I know something will pop up somewhere half, you know, you guys have heard it every once in a while when there's that little sound that comes through on the recording through Tony's computer. It happens. Yeah. It, it happens. And, you know, unfortunately, when you're having sex, that's a bad time for it to happen. I mean, has it happened to you? Have you been there in that moment, really just like so engaged with each other, and then that happens? And then the worst thing is, I'm not going to say the worst thing, but one of the things that then ends up happening is like, okay, hold on, hold on, and you get to try to get changed and figure out what, you know... Well, and you know, one of the things we really wanted to address too at the start of the show is that we're not just talking about your children interrupting you. Right. Because those of you that have kids at some point in time, that's happened. From young to older. I mean, even if you get into the teenage years, oh, think yeah, about that's it. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing. And I mean, our oldest is getting obviously older, staying up later, having friends over for sleepovers. And you just hear things, you know, you may be starting to get intimate and it's later at night and all of a sudden they walk in the door at 1130 at night. You know, or whatever their curfew time is, or whatever it may be, or they're they're rummaging through the kitchen. 
So it can go with kids. It can go from the young to, you know, if they're in your house, they're going to interrupt you. I mean, we've got friends whose daughter, like over a college summer, came back. Yep. And, you know, was in their house again. And the wife was sharing with me. She goes, it was just one of those crazy things where we suddenly all had to think about it like every time because we didn't know. I mean, here she is. She's a college student. She's coming in and out at all different times. Right. So if you have children, you're going to be interrupted. But we're also talking about those interruptions that aren't related to, you know, the human beings living in your house. Hmm. Because we've had times, you know, when you're having daytime sex, um, where the phone goes off. The alert, I mean, you know, the smartphones, you've got your Facebook alerts, you've got your text messaging and everything's beeping at you. And we're kind of like Pavlov with these phones. We hear something and our brains go, ooh, that might be important. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the deal. When you think something else is important than your spouse in the moment, you mentally check out, guys. Yeah, there's there's frustration on your partner's part, possibly on your part. Um, there's There can be... Um, anger welling up within you there's disappointment i know he, here here's just an example again from the the other week you, you're so into it in here at, from the point of the husband anyways you're so into it you, you're you're hard you're excited you're you're like oh my gosh it's about to happen and then you hear that and no kidding within seconds you're you're soft you're going, you're just lying there going, okay, because Elise has walked out of the room by this point in time, you know, consoling our youngest, which is, which is fine. I, I get that. I've had to do that myself. I've had to get up, you know, with our oldest and our youngest as well. And she's left there laying there going, okay, it's late. Is this going to happen? Am I going to fall asleep? Is she or he going to just walk into the bed and just go, I, I can't get into this. I'm just going to fall asleep. You know, so there is that disappointment that comes in if you're unable to finish the act. You know, there's that frustration with whatever interrupted you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that outwardly frustration with the kid, with the phone, with the doorbell ringing that interrupted you. And, and you know, a lot of what we're going to talk about today is what do you do after? Right. Because... I mean, I tell you, if you're having sex on planet Earth, um, you're probably at some point in time going to be interrupted. And it's what happens between your ears and how you relay your emotions that's going to dictate whether or not that's going to be a blip on the radar screen or if it's going to be the next greatest battle that the two of you fight. Mm -hmm. And it's going to come down to that communication piece. And we're doing that workshop, remember? So... Check that out. But it does come down to that communication piece, right? It's being able to communicate with each other and go, okay, this didn't happen, you know? And prior to that, I mean, is it a conversation you need to have and to think about? Because it is important. This is one of those things that is going to happen. And, you know, I know for a lot of us, and ourselves included. I mean, when we first got married, you know, it would be things like the phone, right? you know, and I mean, we're so old that, you know, it was like the actual house phone. It wasn't your cell phone. Yeah. You couldn't turn those off. You couldn't. Yeah. You didn't really, I mean, unless you like unplugged it or yeah, disconnect it from the wall. Yeah. I mean, 
good grief, we're that old. Um, it just makes me laugh that we have to think that way. And we didn't really even have cell phones right? when you and I first got together. And so we weren't as connected. But as we've become a more technological society, and I, just as an aside, I have to tell, Tony and I um, heard this thing the other day that there are now couples that are like texting and posting on Facebook during sex as an interruption. I'm just telling you, guys, if that's ever crossed your mind, don't do it. Yeah. Don't interrupt sex like that. You know, no selfies, no couplies, no anything like that. It's just a crazy aside, but it popped into my head because I'm thinking, who's doing this? Yeah, that is an interruption. That's an interruption. It's an interruption. Don't do those kinds of interruptions. But first and foremost, when the interruption happens, acknowledge it. Yeah. The, the two of you have to acknowledge that things were going along just fine and then something changed the tenor of your encounter. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't acknowledge it, if you just try and like jump back into it, I guarantee you one of you has, and, and I'm just speaking as the one whose head usually goes off in the, in the other direction. Once the doorbell rings or the phone rings or there's a knock on the door, my brain is like, I've really got to reel it in. It's, it's gone off somewhere else. Right. And let's talk about this because I, I believe, and we believe that the biggest thing after being disrupted, interrupted, having to stop wherever you were in the act, that it's all about the mindset. Mm-hmm. It's all about your mindset and getting back into it. And I think all of you can agree with that, that our mind is what is pulling us either towards our spouse or away from them because we have two choices to make as a couple, as a couple, we have two choices to make either a, after this interruption happens, we're going to make sure everything else is turned off and we're going to, we're going to tune in to each other again, Mm -hmm. which can take time. And and I think that's the big thing we want to discuss today as well is how do we do that? Because, it is hard. It is hard when you hear the knock at the door. As a, even as a husband, when you're excited, you, and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, it's like a, a it's like a complete emotional dump." Mm-hmm. And then being able to sit there or lie there and go, "Okay, I'm going to stay awake. I'm going to stay awake until Lisa gets back here." And then, at, and it's a little bit of an awkward moment in there. Right? Because you're going, um, do I ask? Do I not? What should we do? You know, how do I get back into it? Because now, you know, you're soft. You feel like, gosh, man, I should be, I should be hard right now, but I can't because mentally I'm not there. And so it's at that moment being able to go, okay, acknowledge the situation. Let's mentally get back in the game and Possibly getting back in that game means you got to talk to each other. You got to communicate. Hey, you know, let's, what do we need to do? One of the things, it was funny because I was talking to a buddy of mine while I was out on a bike ride this weekend and he was like, Hey, what's the next show going to be on? And I was telling him about it. And he goes, you know, for me and for my wife, one of the biggest things is that we got to secure the premises. And I was like, what, what do you, what do you mean secure the premises? And he goes, we just need to know that the door is locked and that all the alarms and everything are turned off. 
It's at that moment that we've been interrupted. Now for us to re-engage each other mentally, we need to just make sure everything is secure because that just allows both of us to re-engage each other. And that actually makes me chuckle because I do think of how many times we've like double or triple checked to make sure our own bedroom door is locked. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And we have. And oh, yeah. for those of you that do have children, I'm just going to speak to the kid thing here right now. Your children will not be damaged in any way, shape or form. If mom and dad have a bedroom lock on their door. Yeah. We actually lock our door every night, regardless of whether or not we're having sex. So it's not like, and I just have to share Tony's parents. Um, Tony's, when he was growing up, he often tells the story about he knew his parents were having sex when he would hear his dad like get up in the middle of the night and actually lock the door. Oh, yeah. So we've circumvented that by just locking the door every night. And this way, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no guessing there. But think about it. When, when we've been interrupted, when life in general has been interrupted, we need to go back to a safe place. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure we have a sense of security. So turning off all of the phone, you know, put your phone on, do not disturb, uh, airplane, whatever it is, turn off any of the possible alarms around you. I, you know, the doorbell thing is a hard one, unless you've got, you know, that one of those lines that says, you know, like, do not ring doorbell. Um, and then double checking that the door is locked. Because we've been fortunate enough that we've never had somebody walk in on us, but we've heard enough stories about people who have been walked in on by their children. Lock your door. It will make you feel safer. Mm-hmm. The, the next part of that is making the decision that you're going to re-engage. Right. Because you can acknowledge that it's happened. You can secure the premises. But by the time you get back in there, you may not, you may not be able to mentally bring yourself back. Yeah. And you've got, this is where that communication piece, this is where being able to talk about your sex life, this is where being able to take off your masks and just tell your partner, look, here's where I'm at. Like we were going, you know, we were on like the zero to a hundred and it, you know, it was like beyond a speed bump. We fell into like a crater and everything ground to a halt. And I just can't get back there. And, it's it's not a bad thing or a good thing. It just is. Where it becomes good or bad is how you relay that to your spouse and mm-hmm. how the two of you communicate over it. Right. And I will have to say there have been times when we have been interrupted. I mean, in the throes, in the heat of the moment, you know, close to an orgasm, boom, interrupted. And there have been times when Elisa has gone off or I have gone off and we have fallen asleep in one of the kids' beds, you know, because we're tired, we're there, we're consoling them, we're trying to get them to go to sleep, and the other spouse is left in the bedroom. That has happened. There there have been times when I know personally that Elisa has gone, and no kidding, within five minutes, I'm asleep. You know, and how does that make you feel when you do come back to bed? Well, there is the part of me, because I'm thinking, okay, I've only gone like five minutes. Really? Uh, okay. And then I realized, you know what? It's the middle of the night. You know, if somebody wakes up and one of our children needs comforting because Tony and I spend so much time talking about our sex life, I know that we're going to handle this the next day. I know that being like, Oh, you know I mean? And granted, if it was my last day of the intimacy lifestyle, then I know he's not holding that over my head going, well, you didn't do it. It's more like, Oh, we got interrupted. Right. 
you know, but that comes from working on the communication that comes from saying, all right, you know, this is our sex life. It's part of our married life. You know, when it doesn't happen, you guys do need to talk about it. Right. You do. And from, again, from my standpoint, my hardest thing is that, you know, I'm so sexually aroused and then I lose it. And it's in, for me, it's mentally being able to prepare myself and go, okay, I need to get back into this and being okay with the state where I'm at being okay that, Hey, I am soft right now and I'm going to have an erection. I'm going to get my erection back and we're going to be able to go forward and move forward. Um, you know, that's something that I've had to learn over time because I've always sometimes have felt that, Hey, you know, coming to bed means, and we're going to have sex is that I need to be erect. I need to be ready to go. And that has changed over time with the Lisa and I talking about that and understanding that, yes, we've been interrupted this, you know, mentally, even me mentally, I'm not there. So I mentally need to get there. I'm not the kind of guy that just walks around and I, you know, and something pops in my head and, and I'm erect. I, I need to be fully engaged with Elisa when that happens. So, um, it's just one of those things. It's interesting though, but as, as a man, that's where I have come to as I've gone older. Interesting. <laughs> I don't think we've, you know, it's, it, I just sit here because sometimes we haven't actually discussed these things before. And I don't think I've ever heard you say it quite like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's, so we just spent a few minutes addressing. And, and the reason I say that though too, is because it can be embarrassing. Okay. You, you, I mean, I, I can feel embarrassed sort of inadequate at those moments and so that's where mentally i'm like oh man i'm not i'm not in my own mind the the man that i'm supposed to be here right now like i'm not fully erect i'm not ready to go and so in my own mind i feel like am i a little i'm a a little off here okay i will tell you as your wife that when we get interrupted and you lose your erection I totally get why it's gone. Right. I mean, so it's, but what I'm trying to share with you is that I don't see that as an inadequacy. Right. I just see it as circumstance. I mean, here's what happened. Right. We, we were going, you know, full speed ahead, slammed into that concrete wall. We got to start over again. And yep. that's, that's the other side. So, you know, some nights or some days you're going to have those situations where when you get interrupted, it's over mm-hmm. game over for that day. And then you're going to have those circumstances or those situations where you get interrupted and you're like, I, I think we can still salvage this. I think we can still pull this back together. Mm-hmm. And part of it is realizing that in a lot of times you are starting over again. And this is what happened this prior week. Right. We were, it was still early enough in the evening and it was a, a it was a quick turnaround. Right. It was it was a quick turnaround. And before we go further, though, I want to mention that if you want to get real with us and have these types of conversations face to face, which is totally cool with us because these are the kind of conversations that we do have face to face with folks. We are going to be at Flame Fest 2014 in Chicago. Woohoo! All those firefighter couples. And that's July 10th through 11th. So if you're interested, if you if you're a firefighter couple. And would like to make that, go to flamefest.firefighterwife.com. And then we then, then after that, we, we do our Midwest tour. 
And so that includes Columbus, Ohio. That includes Indianapolis, where where we will be meeting at the Three Wise Men Brewing Company on July 16th. Um, We thank you, Jackie Bledsoe with JackieBledsoe.com for coordinating this. We're going to be in St. Louis, Missouri on the 18th. Our friend Jody Burkeen with Man Up God's Way is coordinating this at the Eden Community Church. Uh, That's in Eureka, Missouri. So we want to see you guys Mm -hmm. and we want to hear these conversations. We want to talk to you. You know, we talk about hugs and we talk about the one family. Well, this is the time and this is the opportunity for all of us to get together in these areas and in these places. So sign up at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash newsletter. We're going to be putting out more information there on how to register for these events and for these event days. So we just know who's coming and we know what size rooms we have to have and all that. So we look forward to seeing you guys this summer, this July in the Midwest. I know. I can't. The kids and I were just talking about this weekend. We're so excited to be doing all of the Midwest highlights, the Horseshoe and Indianapolis Speedway and DePaul University, yep. um, my alma mater. Uh, but as we jump back into this and, and just kind of wrapping up the show here, it's okay to start from the beginning again. Pretty much you're going to have to. Right. And so that's why, you know, you don't, you don't go from zero to a hundred, hit the brick wall with whatever the interruption is, and then jump back in at 85 miles an hour. You don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> it's you don't. tough. It's kind of like when we talk about scheduling sex or spontaneous sex, there's this, this idea that this myth that, okay, well, we just got interrupted. It's no big deal. Let's just jump back in right exactly where we were. Well, no, circumstances have changed. And so acknowledging that you're starting from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, like Tony said, you know, sometimes in those circumstances, he doesn't have an erection and we start from, we start from zero a- and we get back into that state of arousal together. Mm-hmm. And yes, you do have to afford yourself a little more time. And again, I think it's all our mindset. It comes back to going, okay, mentally get everything out, everything out of your mind you got to just flush it. And if that means that you need to get some words out and you just need to talk again, then do it. You know, what is it that works for you guys so you can be at that point where you are together again? And if you're sensing your spouse is not there, you can do like what Tony does. I'll give you Tony's little strategy. If he senses that I am mentally not there, he'll ask me. He'll straight up ask me, to check whatever I've got going on in my head and get back in the game. Mm-hmm. And the first time he did it, I was a little irritated because I was like, dude, what you, I, like, I'm trying here. And then I realized I wasn't really trying because if he could tell that mentally I wasn't there because of the interruption, then that meant that I really wasn't fooling anybody. So I got to check what's going on in my own head. He's got to check what's going on in his, remembering that this is the time that we are together, mind, body, and soul. Mm-hmm. And for some of you, it may just end up being a quickie. You're able to mentally mentally get right back into the game. It's going to be a quickie instead of a long foreplay and a long lovemaking session. For other of you, it, it may be you're able to mentally check back in, both of you are, 
And it may end up being an hour long lovemaking session. And that may be something that you both need to talk about right from the onset going, Hey, we got interrupted. This happened. This let's just get a quickie on this on tonight or today, whatever it is and move on. But we get it. We get the interruption. Now, if it doesn't happen, the best thing to do is that next day, that next moment, you got to be able to talk about that together and be able to go, Hey, it didn't happen. We know why we get it. We forgive each other. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. You, you cannot hold on to that moment in time and just keep beating it down. You need to be able to go, Hey, it happened. What are we going to do the next time? You know, because it's going to happen again, most likely. What are we going to do? What, what are we going to make happen? Or if it's an interruption, do we just say, Hey, it's done and we're going to get back to it the next day. You guys have 100% the control on making that work in your marriage. You 100% determine the outcome of how you're going to react to an interruption. And so this week as you're heading into it, I don't know what your interruption is going to be this week. I don't know if it's going to be somebody knocking on the door or an alarm going off on your phone or maybe even somebody's car alarm outside that just is really, really loud. I do know you have the choice to decide how you're going to handle it and how you're going to treat your spouse when it does happen. Yep. So don't let those interruptions stop you from connecting, folks. Don't let those interruptions just end those awesome lovemaking sessions. Be real with each other. Be honest with each other. Transparent. Take off the masks in those moments because you're going to learn. And you're going to learn what it means to make love after you've been interrupted. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week.